Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Episode 20. Yeah. CC Title Town. That's a big, that's a big mark. The big 2-0. The big 2-0. Welcome yeah. back. November 3rd. November 3rd. Sunday afternoon. We're trying uh, trying something a little different today. Um, we'll explain that in a minute. Cam, how you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, it was a pretty good weekend in the sports world, I guess. I mean, Notre Dame won. They didn't look good. Uh, right. You know, for all those Notre Dame fans out there in South Bend, um, Notre Dame's not an elite team. They're never going to be with Brian Kelly, but we can get to that later. Exactly, um, we will. So, yeah. We also have Scott back with us again. He's going to be uh, probably a full-time um, whatever you broadcaster, whatever you want to call it with us. Yeah. Podcaster, we can make that yeah. a new term, a sure. podcaster. Yeah. How you doing, Scott? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me back. Uh, happy to be a podcaster, as you call it. That's right. We're glad <laughs> you're sure. back. For yeah, sure. so we're trying something new. Um, so we're doing the podcast, but we're also watching um, – and today would be NFL games. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to quite analyze in-game stuff. Um, maybe later once we talk about the NFL, we'll yeah. analyze some of the games that are going on while we're watching them. For sure. But um, it's not going to be the full podcast or anything like that. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So We don't want to take those those uh, TV announcers' jobs, you know? Not just yet. Yeah. But we're not gonna we're not gonna start there. Um, let's start with yeah recap of the World Series. Yeah, which that is was pretty freaking intense World Series. I mean, anytime a, a series goes seven games, it's like it's it's a great series. Especially after going two games for Nationals, two games. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It looked like the Nationals were gonna run away with it, and then Astros came back hot, um, won three games on the road, mm-hmm. and then didn't uh. Nobody won at home, right? Yeah, no home team won. Yeah, no, yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's, that doesn't <laughs> really ever happen. That's pretty. Yeah, I just I don't know if I've ever seen or heard that. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, we were talking about it before. Obviously, congrats and hats off to the Nationals. Yeah, I don't think almost anybody saw that coming. Not a lot of people did. Um, you know, it was for me. It was kind of a, I don't want to say a mismatch. But I was leaning Astros because of their pitching depth. I think we, I think we all, I mean, we both said it but, uh, before the World Series. We, yeah. But you know, the Nationals, I mean, they got some pretty stud pitchers too. The the two, you know, Scherzer yeah. and uh, Strasburg. And Corbin's no and slouch. Corbin, yeah, yeah, I mean, they got them. And really, what the, the, I think what the the biggest thing was for the Nationals winning that was, I mean, they had timely hitting, right? Clutch, clutch hits, and you know, late game situations. Right, yeah, I mean, just, we talked about it, you know, just before, we, you know, we said on paper and, you know, even not on paper, they're not the most talented team. I mean, the Astros obviously, you know, right. were more talented they're across the board. They were the best the team and had the best record in baseball. Right. So, but the Nationals just got hot at the right time. They had all the momentum and, mm-hmm. you know, the MLB and continued and carried it through the World Series. Yeah, and, and that's what the playoffs, you know, that's what it is. Right. Essentially, it's who's hot. At the right time going in. Right. You know? And like you said, timely batting. I mean, they were down early in a lot of games, but they never let it get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um, where their hitting came in, you know, in the fifth, sixth inning, and they, you know, yeah. scored a lot of their runs late. Yeah. Um, I was I was, uh, I was, was happy that the Nationals won. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was fine with the, the Astros winning, too, personally. Exactly. But um, Astros winning, that's – I'm good with that. Yeah. 
I'm not. I mean, it wasn't the Yankees. It, exactly. It wasn't the Cardinals. And it wasn't the Cubs. So. And. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's okay. I was happy. We'll be back. <laughs> David Ross, baby. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Let's kind of talk about that a little bit. You know, the Cubs. Mixed emotions, just, just right? Briefly. Yeah. Um. A little bit of mixed emotions. I'm happy. I like Ross. Right. Loved him as a player. You know, as a leader of the team, mm-hmm. um, but it's I, it's just going to be different. I think what he's doing though, he is hiring more experienced like bench coaches, right? So that'll probably be helpful right. in his growth, right? Um, you know, and I, I think what maybe some of us are missing, maybe I'm missing a little bit too, is you know, uh, Joe Joe Madden wanted David Ross to be his bench coach last last year. Gotcha. Um, so obviously Madden saw something in Ross that makes him think that he's going to be a good coach. Right. Obviously, you know, otherwise he wouldn't have asked him to be right. a member of his staff. Right. That would have been – I think that would have helped him a lot too. So, I mean, I'm sure I've heard, you know, read stories that he's got the the makeup for it, Um, you know, to be a manager. But – I think it's going to be a big learning curve for him. It is. It is. Um, I think, you know – in a lot of people's eyes, Madden was like, Madden was the guy. He, he obviously the, turned arguably that, the best manager in baseball. Yeah, exactly for a couple so, years in a row, especially yeah. you know what he did with the Cubs. So, um, I don't know. I he's I think he's gonna have that type of relationship with the players, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. He he's not gonna be like a Joe Madden type of guy. I don't think. No, but uh, he. I mean, he's he not gonna time. be. He's not gonna be as laid back. Um, right. So what? I, from what I've heard. You know, a lot of people that know Ross you know, have been around Ross in the, the clubhouse and things like he'll jump on a guy. Right. He'll make sure like, hey, no, like you need to run that ground ball out or right. you need to hustle that. You know, you should have been on second. You hit right. the ball to the wall, you know, you can showboating. And I, he's not afraid to get on guys. Right. Uh, from what I've heard and read. Right. But it'll just be interesting to see how he reacts to things in game. Right. What he does in game, you know. Right, and uh, uh, you know managerial changes, pitching changes, and things like that. Right, so. and how much the Cubs keep that team intact because you know a lot of those players now respect Ross. Right. Um, now, yeah. depending on how many leave or how you know how much the roster changes, you know, you know could depend a lot too on how yeah. they how they look at the manager. Yeah, um, absolutely. It'll be a, it'll be an interesting season. I'm interesting off season too. Yeah, um, there's quite a decent amount of free agents coming up and we discussed before the podcast that we'll probably cover that a little bit more in depth yeah you know yeah, going exactly. forward with the winter meetings and things like that right um but yeah free agency will be you know exciting i think this year there's a there's a quite a few guys that are big names that are that are out there we just mentioned strasburg um huge name. declined his option world series mvp yeah i believe you know scott said and then garrett so. cole He's going to be a who? free agent, so damn near. Yeah, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of. Um, I don't know. That's crazy. Give me some movement. Well, did you see how like Cole was reacting after the World Series? Like, didn't he say like in a press conference he was just like, "Well, I'm just another player. I'm a free agent or something like that." Now, like right after, what he said was that he um, had fun playing in Houston, mm-hmm. and you know the media will take and run with something. So the, the way he said it came off as this was it for him yeah that's how i read it into it that's how i read into it um and that's not good <laughs> i was like oh well he's he's gone he could have been just mad too but 
Yeah, you never know. I mean, there's you never know what was going on. Right. Houston was in a little bit of trouble with their GM, uh-huh. uh, which they just fired, I believe, or assistant GM. They fired they like fired. in the middle of the World Series. Yeah. So bad timing for that. A lot but. of uh, turmoil going on there. Yeah, especially with you know some guys that you want to probably keep. Right. Um. But yeah. Uh. So we'll see. The this off season will be good. I think there's going to be some movement. There was a lot of obviously the really big names uh, in signings last year. Yeah, that was pretty huge. Um, those monstrous contracts. Uh huh. Um, but it, this year will I think will have its fair share. Yeah. Of free agents as well. So. Oh yeah, everybody's gonna want a piece big of names. the money now. So. Yeah, base that everybody wants that baseball money. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they opt out of half of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't blame them though. They, I mean, there's a lot of player options in in baseball contracts. Right. Exactly. So. So yeah, um, probably about wraps it up for baseball, I guess for for yeah. the next couple podcasts. We'll, like you said, dive back into it when it comes when it know. comes to the winter meetings and things. But um, exactly, like we say, caps off to the Nationals. I mean, they played a hell of a yeah, series. They, they did first World Series in um, franchise history, even yeah. when they were in Montreal. Really? So good for them. Yeah. Hats off to them. Yep. Yep. Um, for sure. So going back a week and a half, two weeks ago, back to Notre Dame game against Michigan, which was a pretty big disaster. Do we have to talk about this? I would like to, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's fine um, with me. No, I mean, I don't know, because obviously we knew that they had the one loss to Georgia. They weren't playing mm-hmm. great, but they weren't playing bad coming into the Michigan game. They had two weeks to prepare, right? They were all yeah. coming off a bye. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think – coming into this season i was pretty high on book and i think a lot of people were yeah i I mean and it's been including this past week which we'll cover as well they they did end up winning against virginia tech um by one um he did have a a game-winning drive but it was very you know subpar performance right um but going back to the michigan game i mean they just got embarrassed so, look, this just this again. I've said that I don't think Brian Kelly's a good coach. Okay, he's a good he's a good coach. He's a solid coach. Right. He's turned our program around to be a, a much more respectable program. Year you know, in and year out. Yeah, we're fighting to be top you know top ten right. in the country you know most years. Right. But like, outside you, of that, you don't you don't go to Notre Dame. You don't coach at Notre Dame to be. Oh, let's finish number ten. Right. This exactly. Year. No, you fight for championships. Like that's the tradition here. Right. That's the standard, and that should be the standard going forward. I said from you know before they extended Kelly, I'm like he's not the guy for Notre Dame. He can't win big games. Right. You know he's had enough experiences now uh, to where he should you know in these prime time games. Right. It's like, okay, I know what to expect. Exactly. I know how to get my team prepared. Right. And how do you come out and lay an egg like that after you've had it off of a bye week against your rival? Right. Like, I almost look like... Are you kidding me? Although the Georgia was the biggest game, like, ranking-wise, Michigan game is the most important game. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially knowing that you're not going to play that rival for years... Because then they they re-upped, but it's like... We'll da- be 40 and 40, 41. Right. Yeah. We'll be over 40 by then. And you want to, and then you, we have to live with that to loss. Yeah, that you know, ass kicking. Yeah. So 
I mean, out of all games, like to come out and play like that after a bye week, it's just unacceptable. It was not okay. I, I, I'm glad that I was, um, I was distracted and I watched the game, but I was, <laughs> you know, able to be distracted enough to step away from it because. I, otherwise, dude, I, I was I was losing my mind watching that thing. Right, it was and just, w- one thing I want to look up, and maybe if Scott could check it out, is the rushing yards we had in the past like two, three games. I feel like we've had no rushing. Well, so part of that is um, Tony Jones Jr. has been our our lead rusher with Number Jafar Armstrong, Armstrong out. Right. So we haven't had. I mean, and he's really been about the only. I didn't think Tony Jones was that like. He's more of a. He's a really serviceable. He's serviceable, but he's he's more of a receiving running back. He right. does well out of the backfield, I think, and right. he can pick up on pass blitzes and stuff well. Right. But you know he he I think he lacks that explosiveness explosiveness right. to get through the hole sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then he you know kind of gets, you know, stopped you know short or in the backfield or or whatever. And like lack of run game, you know, as we said, it's, it's gonna make it hard on your quarterback anyway. Yeah. yeah. And um, especially in. That wet environment. Yeah, exactly. You like not gonna be able to throw the they ball. Because well. they were moving, they were moving us all over the field well, running the ball. Yeah, and the, we lost the battle in the trenches. Yeah. Oh, for sure. In, the, in that game as well. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's not just on the skill position players. Right. Right. But I mean, again, you, your guys got to be ready to play. That game, to me, as poorly as Ian Book played. Right. I mean, he played terrible. Bad. He's missing receivers, you know, yeah. can't throw the ball downfield once again. Um, I, I feel like they just came out flat, not yep. prepared. Yeah. And, and that's inexcusable. Is, yeah, it's so crazy to me. Night game, primetime game against your biggest rival remaining on the schedule, and you do that. Unacceptable. It's yeah. happened too many times with under Brian Kelly where he's just laid an egg in big games. The only game I can think of that he's won is the Oklahoma game in 2012. Right, exactly. So – I, you know, he's to me. To me, he's he's not the guy at Notre Dame. He's got to go. So just to capitalize on your stats, or to get back to you, forty-seven rush yards total against Michigan. Uh, obviously, on a rainy night, you know Notre Dame ran the ball quite a bit. Um, and you're just going in talking about Brian Kelly, and I mean he he is a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but he is he enough to get us? or Notre Dame in general to a national championship and to win. And I think we keep seeing year after year, it's just it's just not gonna cut it. And just to talk about Ian Book real quick, he he just doesn't have it. You see all these other teams like Alabama and their Tua's and, and Clemson um, with, um, what's his Trevor name? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yeah. Lawrence and all these guys. And these are five-star quarterbacks coming in and, and you just, it, it begs the question, like, why can't Notre Dame find that? They're a high-profile football school, and they're bringing in guys who just don't have that edge. So it just blows my mind every year that we're always having a quarterback controversy or some sort of questionable quarterback play that leads to that. So, you know, I'd like to, to hear your guys' opinions on that just a little bit. So Notre Dame they get, you know, the they get a lot of four-star recruits. And mm-hmm. They'll get a couple of five-stars. Um their quarterbacks that they've recruited over the last few years have been relatively I mean they're definitely not Tua, they're definitely not Trevor Lawrence. You know, not none of those guys. However, I think Phil Dracovic could eventually be become 
something similar to those guys. He was the second or third rated quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence and maybe Justin Fields mm-hmm. in the year that he came out. I might have the years mixed up. But. And sorry, just real quick, like if he's as good as they say, which I think he is, he uh-huh. should be playing it now. Yeah, I think going into the next game, he should get him the playing time. If he's that guy and he's that good, he should be playing now. So I mean, he looked pretty solid in the when he came in in the Michigan game at towards right. the end. I know Michigan maybe called the dogs off a little bit, right? But at the same time, you you know, I I know high school film is high school film, but dude, this dude can launch the ball right. down the field. He's I'm, definitely got the arm. He's accurate, yeah. uh, not as not quite as accurate on the intermediate throws, but he drops those those long balls. Right, you know, in the in is the money, he, he puts it on the money. Uh, true freshman run. or sophomore? He's a sophomore. Redshirt. So I think he still has four years of eligibility okay. left. If that makes sense. Not, not counting, this would be his first yes. year of eligibility. Yep. Gotcha, and yep. then three more after this year. Gotcha. So okay. so yeah, you know, I think we I think we just don't develop talent. Yeah, we get top ten recruiting classes year in year out, and we just we don't develop it, or maybe we just miss. I I don't know if we if we put guys in you know wrong situations. Look, Ian Book is the book's out on Book, you know, right? You know, no pun intended, <laughs> but teams are starting to you know cram the box. Therefore, we cannot run the ball because we got eight nine guys in the box, right? And they're stuffing the box so that. Ian Book can't complete those short to intermediate passes. Right. And then now they know he can't throw it on the field, so it's like, okay, so what are we going to do to kind of, I don't know, coach that? Right. Like, how can you not hit a guy wide open down the field? Right. A lot of times he just doesn't see him. Right. I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know if it's more book. And lately, yeah, he's starting to leave the pocket early, too. He's been, yeah. I I just don't – they're not really putting him in successful situations right now. Yeah, they're not adjusting and, you know – no adjustment ever. Exactly. Like it's that that drives me crazy. The only adjustment you ever see is really, I feel like, on the defensive end in the second half. So yeah. When they come out at halftime. The, the defense usually comes in and makes, or at least looks like they make adjustments. Right. The offense, you don't see that very. The much. offense, you never see it because I think Brian Kelly's system is so, it's almost robotic. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I can plug anyone in here and they can run my system. Right. No, you need to run a system that fits your players. Right. That's what good coaches do. Right. So, and I don't think that he's been able to do that with his quarterbacks. So I think we were kind of talking about this before the podcast. You know, Brian Kelly's quarterbacks look good in year one. Right. And then year two when the book's out on them. Exactly. And the scattering report's out on them. They, they don't the same, look as good. They run the same stuff they do the year one. And, and then now they it's don't like, look okay. as good. So I don't know if it's that. It could be that. It could be just maybe he's in a you know, Mitchell Trubisky situation where right. too much of the playbook is then just thrown on them. Right. You know, these kids, this isn't their job. They right. also go to school. Exactly. Full time. And then they... This is essentially, I mean, this is another full-time job in being a Division One athlete. Exactly. You know, but it's not like they're professionals. Right. They don't have all the time to study a playbook. Right, day in and day out. Yeah. So, at least not at Notre Dame, they don't. Right. You know, you got to go to class yeah. at Notre Dame. <laughs> right. You, you don't take basket weaving and exactly. you know, expect to graduate from ND. So. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if you have anything to expand on. No, I mean, you, like I said, I mean, we're pretty much on the same page as there and you know, it's easy for us to sit here and be like, hey, we're done with Kelly. Like, I'd go after Urban Meyer now. Dude. <laughs> should have. Look, so the thing is, I think. He just can't win the big games. No. He hasn't won any. 
No, you know? Oklahoma, 2012. That's right. it. And and how long? That's been seven years now. Right. Like, and, and that's the that's the worst part. We play I mean, big games every year. And a lot of times we talk, we play all right. It's not like we're out of them. It's most of them. Right. But we never seem to win any of them. Right. I'm tired. Of never, just, I'm yeah. tired of just being. Oh wow, we look really good against Georgia. Right. Oh, we cover the spread. Yeah. Like, like no, win the damn game. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. So yeah, these. Like I said, I just don't think Kelly's the guy. He's not going to be the one that he'll never win a championship here. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so either. So I would be shocked. Um, but moving on to a little bit different, still the college, but mm-hmm. I think next week will be the biggest game of the year. We got the SEC, Alabama and LSU, yeah. one and two, semifinal. Yeah. Game into the championship. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Um, um, both undefeated. Yeah. Both playing really good at a high level. Mm-hmm. I think LSU I think they were gonna be good. I don't think anybody thought they would be number one in the country. No. Good. No. Um so that's kind of exciting to see. I mean, I'm excited to see how they play and go out there and I don't know. Is that at Alabama? Um that know. could make a difference if it's at LSU it, for sure. Oh, LSU at night is yeah. insane. I don't. You know what? I think it's um at Alabama. At yeah, Alabama, it's at, and okay. it's a day game. It's like a three thirty or something. Yeah, three thirty. That's kind of. I don't like that. That's got no. Be go night time. game. Yeah, go night game. So I think I wonder if part of it, since it's at Bama, I don't. This is maybe a conspiracy theory. Right. LSU loves playing at night. <laughs> they always play every home game at night. Right. So they don't want to have LSU to have any comfort. Exactly. You know? Nothing that they like. Yeah. Well, also Tua, I don't, I, I didn't get to watch much, but did he's kind of banged up with his ankle. Did yeah, he play he, a full game this week? He had that surgery again. Um, oh, so if he had, yeah, I don't but know. But they said it was just like real minor, minor, minor surgery, yeah. um, arthroscopic surgery, I guess. So right. We'll see. Man, I, that's going to be another factor. Right. If, if Tua's at full health. You know that's a little different. So I don't know if you want to go into predictions on that game or not, but right, um, yeah, we can. Yeah, so, uh, so thanks, Scott. Play. Tua did not play last week against Arkansas. Uh, he got a couple, maybe a drive-in. Yeah. Um, but he probably but they're playing he, Arkansas, right? So, so. <laughs> they probably felt it out, and he was like, you know what, let's just not do it. But. I mean that'd be a big red flag and something to look into coming into this week too. Like, yeah. does he practice fully? Mm-hmm. You know, is he you know full participant all week long? How like? Yeah. Because that that would be. I mean, I I would then take LSU. Yeah. So I guess we can do predictions. I think, I think it's gonna be close, but it's really hard for me to go against Bama still. Yeah. At Alabama, you know, if two is healthy and plays, I'm going with Bama. So, do you think this is the time where they go down? Bama's going down. Going down. At home. I like it. At I home. I want them to lose. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I um, I do. <laughs> so, I so I don't like LSU that much, but I respect the hell out of that program like what they're doing now. Right. They finally I, I like their coach too. Oh, I, yeah. I yeah. I don't I do, like SEC coaches. I didn't like Les Miles as no, much, but I don't I do like, like SEC coaches, but I like him. Coach O, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, he's he's got that program going right. Oh yeah, and they finally finally have a quarterback. Yeah, someone Burrow. and not just an average one either. He's oh. not just a guy that's getting it done. He's he's that man's going out. He could if he wins this game, he's going to win the Heisman. He'll be a front runner for sure. Yeah, yeah, which so, is which is good to see. LSU's needed that too. Like 
they've always had the defense. They've had the skill positions, but they never had the quarterback. And now right. that they do, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. Good to yeah, see, kind of. Something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think because of Joe, because of Burrow, and that mm-hmm. offense is just really good. Yeah, they're firing on all and cylinders. Bama's, you know, they've had some injuries on defense this year. Uh-huh. I think that LSU is going to beat them. I ten point victory. Really? Yeah, I think it's. Gonna I wonder. Be, I haven't seen the spread. Not a blowout, but con, a convincing a double win. digit win. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the spread, the points are out yet. But if I had to guess, you think LSU will be favored in the game? Um, honestly, probably not. Right. Because it's at Bama and it's right. Bama. But you know the thing about like betting and spreads, it's it's all about who people are essentially betting for. Right. So where all the money's going. Right. So what's interesting about college football, you know, with sports betting being legal now, it's kind of hard to get like an injury report throughout the week. You don't really get one like you do in the NFL. Right. So that would definitely impact like spreads and favorites and who we think is going to win. Absolutely. We just talked about. So with Tua being hurt, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, if, if if he plays, Uh. okay. If not, then that spread is going to go way, way out, the, <laughs> out the door. Right. So Alabama right now, an eight-point favorite. Alabama's an eight-point favorite. Assuming to a place. Okay. That's, that's kind of surprised. I was going to say maybe like a three, four-point favorite because I figured they'd be favorited. Yeah. But I'd give them. Yeah. I would take the cover. I would take LSU on that. LSU for <laughs> sure. Bet, lock that in right now. Right. <laughs> That's gonna that'll be one that I'll definitely be tuning into for sure. Yeah, LSU, LSU's for real. Oh yeah, they they showed against pretty good competition so far this year that they're for real. They're yeah they yeah they're not a they're not just a, another LSU team getting by. Right. They're, they're they're no joke for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'll be anxious to see that can determine a lot too going yeah. forward for the SEC. I mean, I mean this this is gonna have a whole you know could change the whole outlook of the whole of the playoffs. Playoff right. So, yeah. yeah, you gotta. What are you gonna do with you know two one loss SEC teams? Right. Well, and then yeah. And then you've got LSU if they stay undefeated going into that championship game. Right. Probably play Georgia. That'll be huge. Oh yeah. I mean, wh- okay. So Georgia has one loss, but they beat <laughs> LSU. LSU has one loss, but they beat Bama. Do you think? You know, and then it's like, okay, oh, now you talk about all these three <laughs> one-loss teams. Right. Would they let three? No, they won't because one of them will have to lose again. But, well. Wait, I'm sorry. No. What, who Who is in the SEC championship? So, LSU versus – it'll be LSU versus Georgia. Georgia in the SEC, yeah. If Georgia wins, beats LSU. LSU, right. Three one-loss three. teams because you got Bama, 11-1. and one. LSU would be then 12-1. and one. And Georgia would be 12-1. and one. Yeah, in that case, I don't know who, but there would be two teams from the SEC, then – Clemson, probably Ohio State. If I, yeah, I assume, I assume Ohio State's gonna win. I would assume Clemson. Have they beat? Gonna win. Have they played Penn State yet? No, dude. I don't know. Ohio State's on offense. They look rolling. Yeah, they look. And their defense is not a joke either. Justin Fields, I, I just crazy. Gosh. Yeah. So, um, Chris just saw something on the Bears game that didn't go well for us. It looks like. Yeah, but <laughs> not many things are. Yeah. But Any, anyway, no, I. Uh, yeah, Ohio State Justin Fields is rolling. Yeah, they look good. That dude, wow. So, um, but that would be a crazy scenario and really put some freaking pressure on um, the committee to make yeah. a decision. Yeah. Oh yeah. And especially That's be like, tough. say Bama loses this game now, 
Because it's all about when you lose. It's all about when you lose. Yeah. You know, you'd rather win. Sometimes you'd not rather who lose you early. lose to when you lose. Exactly. Yeah. You'd rather lose early than SEC championship game. Like, look at Oregon. Like, if they went out and win the Pac-12 championship. Right. If they say they beat Utah. Right. Because I think Utah and Oregon, Utah is in the south. They're both, yeah, I think and so. And then Oregon's in the north. Right. So, exactly. I mean, Oregon's ranked seven right now. What are you going to do with them? Utah, what, was ninth? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that that's leading up to be a pretty good. And Oregon just blew out USC. Right. Does Oregon have a loss? They have one loss one. To, to Auburn, first game of the season. season Close yeah. game, yeah. too. They should have won. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They need to just didn't expand the damn playoffs. No already. way, dude. They you need want to, to talk about that right now. We don't have to, but I, mean, I would. Love, why wouldn't they? So it takes away from the regular season. I think you're you're telling me that all these teams deserve to be in eight teams would be deserve to be in the playoffs, deserve a chance at a championship. But if you're one of those one, if Notre Dame has a one loss and they're the first team out, you're telling me you wouldn't want to see an expanded playoffs and have them <laughs> have a suck. chance. But you know what I'd say: win your games, win all your games, then you don't have to worry about it. The chances of a team going undefeated are not likely. Clemson so when you it. have when you if you say Clemson's done it, Bama's done it. That's it. Central Florida. Central Florida did it. Yeah, that consistently that's the only <laughs> two teams that'll do it. You know. So man. what happens when there's if there's eight one lost teams? Seven one lost teams. You want you you really want to see two SEC teams in every year? It won't necessarily always be that. Two SEC teams will beat Oregon in the playoffs for a one loss. All day long. A one-loss Georgia, a one-loss Bama, and a one-loss LSU will beat a one-loss Oregon all day long. So even if Oregon has a, a championship, Pac-12 championship? Talent-wise, yes. Are you saying? I think they're the better. I would think they'd be the oh, better you're team. Oh, talk- you're just discussing who's a better team. I'm just I'm talking about, like, who would who, who would, des- who, who's more who deserving, the, who, who should get Who the committee would put in? Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. I mean, I don't know. That's, I feel like their criteria almost changes every, every year. year. Yeah. So, and you've got different committee members rolling in every year. So maybe and it would depend on how voting. they win, how they lose. Yeah. Um, but Oregon right now has a pretty good loss. Yeah. Georgia has a bad loss. Yes. Uh, but they have a really good win if they beat LSU in the SEC championship. You're right. not going to leave Georgia out yeah. off being the number one team in the country in the SEC championship. Right. Yeah. Fair. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'd be shocked if they chose. But look, I'm just saying. Like I don't think you should. I don't think we should expand the playoff. I think it's good right now. I, I mean, don't you feel like though? Like there are more than four teams deserving to be in the playoffs almost every so year. So what are we doing now? We're getting giving everybody a chance at a championship. Oh, you deserve it. You should. You should have. You you should have a chance. Not everybody. No, that's never how it's been. Like not everybody. Eight teams, that's a lot. But is it fair? Win your games and then are, you don't, there's no discussion. Every team loses games almost every year. Okay, well, don't lose a game. Everybody does. Not everyone, no, clearly. Almost. <laughs> Guess what? Who won the championship last year? Clemson. What was their record? Undefeated. Yeah. Okay, they deserved it. They were are the you most not sick deserving. of seeing that every year? Get better. Get I'm better. Just, I'm, Get better. It would be more fun to watch. Why do you think March Madness you is probably parody? the highest rated, like, you could call it tournament playoffs ever? Everybody tunes into that. You know why? Because there's 64 teams that play. It's pretty exciting. It is. But, I mean, there's more, and there's more upsets than that. I get it. But that's basketball. I mean, basketball, I feel like, is more prone to an upset. 
versus more than football. Yeah, well, there's a lot more I mean, that goes behind the scenes in college football. I don't know. As it's, far as players that you get. Yeah. I mean. Like, it's more, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to really go down that path and compare the two too right. much. But you don't want to make it. College football has never been that way. I don't think you want to. Because the, the regular season is what makes college football so great is what I think makes it better than the NFL. Right. Because the regular season means so much in college football. You do not want to diminish that. You don't want to let start letting two lost teams into a, a playoff where, oh, yeah, they, they deserve to be in it yeah, because they're the, they won their, like, I don't know, the, the so, Big sorry, Ten championship or something. Right. I, I don't know, the so Big 12. Like, I think I agree. It does make it more enjoyable, especially as a fan, I'm sure as a player, mm-hmm. knowing, hey, we have to win every game. Because yeah. if we don't, chances are we won't get in. And that's what, as a fan, that's like, you are crushed when your team loses. Like Right. So but but then when you do crushed. get that loss, then it's like, well, we could fight for a decent bowl game that really doesn't mean anything at this point, right? So you have we have two teams mm-hmm. for the past p- 6 like, years yeah, that are the, that really are the only ones that were like, okay, they'll probably go undefeated. Yeah. Other than that, you get a loss, your percentages drop from like whatever they are to like like no chance. Okay, but why are those teams like? Can we fault those teams for being good? No, I don't think as we're faulting them for good. Being so what do we? What do we? Matt, what are we upset with? I think teams like Georgia, perfect example. They didn't deserve it last year. They didn't deserve to be in the playoff. I agree, but they had a bad loss this year, right? Mm-hmm. A bad loss. People have bad games. Besides, even Bama will have a bad game against a good against a bad team, but they'll still pull it out. Yeah. Clemson, they had one against North Carolina. They come out and they beat LSU, and they don't get in. Say they don't get in, but they beat their SEC champs with one loss. There's no way they're not going to get in. But you never know. Not I mean, based on the cri- the committee's criteria in the past. There's no way they won't get in. Okay, then you're going to kick. Who do you kick out then? LSU? Bama. They beat Bama? They didn't even play in the championship. Maybe, but they beat Georgia? Well, don't don't they play this I year? Don't know actually, if they well, they might, but they could in the championship, and that would cross that off. But like ninety-eight right. percent of all of college football have at least a loss, so it's not uncommon. Right. So like, I feel like there's always more than four teams that deserve to be in the playoffs each year, that are good enough to compete in the playoffs. Is there four? Is there more than four or less than eight? Where where, where do you think? Where's the cutoff? Like, do I think do I think eight teams deserve to be in? Yeah. This year. So you can't you can't. I don't think this year. No, I don't think there's, there's definitely six. Okay, fair for, for sure. Yeah, and I think there's six every year. Okay, so if we, I could see six maybe. I'm not saying nice. a twelve team playoff. Jesus. But think about how we thought about a four team playoff. Everybody's like, oh god. Yeah. No, please, no, not this. And now we're like, oh, I can't live for the playoffs. And then Notre Dame takes it now, and we're like, well, we'll hopefully get into a good bowl game. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but there's you know, no hope for, especially us being independent. Well, that's on us. Um, I like that the fact that we're independent. Anyway, um, yeah, it has its positives and negatives. So, look, this I I don't think you can expand it. Because, like I said, it goes back to the regular season. Now, with Notre Dame, you know, losing to Georgia, we at the time had the best one 
had the best loss in the country. That's it. I mean, at Georgia, lose by seven points with a chance to, or six points, I right, believe, six, yeah. with a chance to win at the end. Right. So, I think that we st- had we won out, we still gave ourselves a pretty damn good chance. At the odds at that point were fifty fifty for us, right, to get into the playoffs if we if we went out. So I mean that's a pretty damn good chance, you know, flip of a coin. Yeah. So I don't think the regular season is fully um, diminished with the fourteen playoff. It still gives you some a slim glimmer of you, hope. Right. You're you know, depending on you're you're hoping for a lot to happen at that yeah, point. Yeah, and but but a lot of shit does happen. Look right. at how we got into the moved up in the polls in 2012. Right. You know, was it Alabama lost? Oregon lost. I think Kansas State, did they lose? I think so, yeah. And then we somehow got up to number one. Right. It was like all right. in one week. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> right. All right, this is cool. Like, right. So, yeah, I know that's a little bit different format, but I think you still have some of some of that, you know, parody. Like, oh, we're back in it now that a team lost. Right. So that's what makes the regular season still important. Whereas if you lose a game, a tough game, say we lose to Georgia – it's 18 playoff, right? We lost to Georgia. Oh, we're definitely still in the playoffs. We just got to win out. Like, okay. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. then if, even and then say we lose again. Okay, still we have some. Uh, I chance. don't. I don't think. Depending yeah, on it, strength of schedule, whatever. Yeah. But so I I agree. So year, say you not, do but. an 18 playoffs. Mm-hmm. Your two, if your two losses, I mean, regardless, you would need one. You would need everything in the world right to happen. Right. And you'd have to win every game, and a lot of people would have to lose still. Like, think of yeah. two losses for us. We went from seven to 16. Mm-hmm. So we have to jump. We have to gain eight more spots. Yeah. So if that were to happen, a lot of teams would have two losses, I guess. So maybe not in the case for Notre Dame, but in the case for – so uh, this is how, what a lot of people who have proposed an 18 playoff. Okay, all five power conference champions get in, and then three at-large teams. So Notre Dame would be have to be one of those, at, and then you seed them, right? Sure, um, rank them, whatever. Um, so with that, you would have you, last year. I think th- didn't Northwestern play in the Big Twelve championship? Or I'm sorry, Big Ten. They might have, yeah. So anyway, I know Northwestern's played in the Big Ten championship during the playoff era, right? So you're telling me if if Northwestern wins, and they're then nine and four, they have four losses. And they get into the playoff. Well, are you serious? No, it, the, I don't think it, it should even be. It should be the eight best teams, like it is now. Okay, use the same criteria okay. and take the eight best teams. Why do you think everybody everybody was mad when we got in over Georgia when we did? Because everybody thought Georgia was better than us. Mm, clearly, they weren't that right. year. They lost but, to Texas, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, not that people could argue. We got smoked against Clemson. Right. So people could. Ar- I mean, it was a good. De- I mean, it, there was there was controversy it's there. Fair like, debate, but. And then they go out and lose too. Exactly. So get um, handily. And any, and you know, we could talk about what ifs, and I don't like to, but Georgia could have came in and played better than us. Sure, that could have been a thing. Um, but it wasn't. So. But each year, I think there's more than four teams that should be in the playoffs, okay. or that are good enough to be in the playoffs. Okay. Um, I don't think they'll. I don't think we'll ever see a two-loss team in the college playoffs now. How it is ever. Um, Almost did. You won't. Georgia. I don't think you will. Only if we'd have lost, they'd have been in. Last or when we did get in, yeah, yeah, but we but we didn't, you know. So I'm just saying, you this is close. I agree because that USC game was 
a lot closer than it should have been. Right. So when we did get when we got in. Right. Well, I I don't think we'll ever see a two loss team in the four team college football playoffs. So I don't know. Scott's thriving, waiting to say something. Um, yeah, go ahead, jump in there, Scott. So here's my personal opinion. Um, when you expand something from what it already is, and we've seen this with the NCAA tournament as they added a couple uh, extra games, mm-hmm. you're still not giving people what they want because there's always going to be teams on the outside looking in, and you still see it with all these bubble teams in the NCAA tournament. So if you expand the NCAA football tournament, um, the national championship, all this, to eight teams, you're still going to have your complaints. You're still going to have ten teams with one loss, possibly. Yeah. Two teams on the outside looking in, pissed off that they're not in. So you can go ahead and change it, but it's not going to change people's opinions of who's going to be in, who's going to be out, and who deserves it more. I mean, they've got the New Year's Year's Six Bowls Mm -hmm. for a reason. Those are still very admirable bowls to be in and and you know there's teams right now with two losses that are striving for those bowl games right now so they still have something to look forward to yeah but well like cam said you're taking away a lot of the meaning of the regular season and when you guys compared it to the nfl you know my panthers were seven nine and one one year and made the playoffs Mm -hmm. they lost nine games and made the playoffs (laughs) No team who loses nine games should be in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So these teams that are going undefeated, losing one or two games, even if it is two games, especially in a stacked conference like the SEC, sometimes the Big Ten, and all these other places, um, you know, I think they all deserve a chance, but expanding it is only going to lead to the same kind of discussion. Yeah, You're, that's you make, you make a great point. You're just kind of shifting – the discussion down to nine and ten versus five and six. So, would you say talent drops off after the top ten in the NCAA football? Talent with talent, teams, I'd say so. Right. I say it drops so off after the, the top talent, five, six. The talent from from one to six or seven is really good, right? Like yeah. they're they're all very yeah. The LS, reputable teams, the they Bamas, can all com- they Clemson, can all compete, right? LSU, Penn State, Ohio State, eh, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Those all are, you could be like, okay, all these teams, they're good. Yeah, I wouldn't put Penn State in that same class. Not yet, but uh, they could you know, give, not perennially, anyways. Right. Not every year, right? But on the but ride, after maybe. ten, after probably number eight, nine, ten, you're like, okay, the talent drops off. Drops off like quite a bit. Perfect. I agree. After I, but exactly. so there's look there's a there's a so jump I don't think from, everybody's going to be begging for a look, two loss, whoever Missouri or anybody you know what I mean talent and and coaching and and program across the board so it drops off I'm telling you there's like five six elite programs in right. the country right now consistently and then you have your over the past tennis years you have your teams that five, are ten, playing yes. really good this year mm-hmm. they weren't good last year they're not normally mm-hmm. up to par but they're playing good this year okay. But they don't get the respect because, well, they're not normally good. Like who? I don't know. I mean, like Penn State, perfect example. Okay, they're, but they're, they're playing well, but they're we're not respecting them like we are Ohio State. But if they get into the Big Ten championship and they win, they're going to be in the playoff. Maybe they're going to replace Ohio State. At that so what point. if they? What if they? Chris, you're telling me if the Big Ten champion is undefeated, they're not going to make the playoff? No. What say they lose by three to Ohio State, win the rest of their games, 
they probably end up in the top ten at the end of the season, depending on what happens. But they, they, they're playing good football. Mm-hmm. And they lose a close game to Ohio State. I think that's at Ohio State. Okay. Um, they they can compete with the rest of them, is what I'm saying. So, like, they in if we had 18 playoffs, they'd be a reputable team in, in the college football playoffs. Mm, yeah. It'd be – yeah. So, I, what I'm saying is – I got you. Like, back to what Scott said. I think – I don't think we'd have the same issue we have now because I think – Everybody, including the um, committee and fans and players and coaches, know after the top – you could go six. After the top six teams, talent from top to bottom, coaching falls off. They're not Just as – programs as a whole. Exactly. Yep. So I don't think we're going to be begging for, you know, like we are now. We're like, oh, my God, you know, Georgia, they deserve to blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's the same as it is now, I guess is what I'm saying. I still think you're going to get some debate – they're always de- be debated. I mean, debate. if Notre yes. Dame has is is a one loss team and they're ranked nine, right? Like, oh, they should have got in. You know what I'm saying over this team, who had a, also had one loss. That I can see that happening. I can yeah, see us I mean, having that debate easily. Yeah, I mean, there, like I said, there will always be debates, but I think we know that it's it's a lot easier it's a lot easier to debate a, a Georgia team two losses talent wise right now with four teams mm-hmm. than it is a two loss if it was an eight team playoffs. Like they 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 definitely would have deserved to be in with two losses in, in, in an eight team. Yeah. Well yeah, but deserving in like okay, there are teams that deserve it and then there there are teams that have earned it. Georgia yeah. did not earn their way into the playoffs last year because no, of two I, losses. I agree. So I don't think you want to give a two loss team a chance at a championship do you really want to do that? I mean, back to another point that Scott said, and I'm not picking on you, Scott, but the Giants, they got in the playoffs. I think they were 8-8, eight and eight and they won the Super Bowl. Okay, so, but that's, I mean, this is pro. This, let's not even touch pro. But what we're saying, right. team, just too, like any sport, right teams now. can get hot at, this, at the right time, yeah. but just because of something that happened in week one, I don't think they should ruin their whole season. So that's why I think there should be a, at least a 16 playoff. Well, you just, you, know, you just kind of alluded to the point, well, it's about when you lose. So if a team loses in week one, like look at Oregon, they've still got a chance to get in. But say say they don't. I mean, there's a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's going to be a lot of one-loss teams that are going to be on the bubble that deserve to be in, but won't make it. There's going to be three or four teams like there are every year. So well, that I mean, look, you got to win. Just if you win your games, it doesn't matter. None of it. None of this discussion matters for most programs, unless you're UCF. And even in their point, I mean. I they mean, did win their game, so what's the? Where's it now? Play harder competition. Right. That's the next. That's yeah, their exactly. Next yeah, but no, I mean that's that's just kind of the, the whole percentage of going undefeated. Very small. Nobody does it outside of Alabama and Clemson. Nobody, and they might not even do it. Right. So then, I mean, LSU might. Maybe. <laughs> they 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 look good. They can, but, I mean, there are teams, year in and year out that are good enough to be in that don't make it every year. Like I said, you have to earn it. You can be deserving. A lot of teams earn it. They don't, a lot of teams de- are deserving, but, when it but comes they down don't to earn people, it is what I'm people saying. People make the decision. Like, Imagine like you earning it, but somebody saying, well, we're going to go with another team like, because we think. I give mean, me an example. I mean, Please. I think two years ago, uh, or no, wait, maybe it was the sec- first or second year. It wasn't like TCU – 
like one loss and they were going between two teams. Mm-hmm. So the reason so they like, didn't imagine, get in. So imagine like the table, the committee table, 51% say you earned it according to what you'd say, but 49 said you didn't earn it. So, I mean. You mean reverse? Yeah. Reverse, or, Sorry, yeah. yeah. So like yeah, comes down to one person saying you didn't earn it. So I don't know. I think earning it, a lot of teams earn it every year. But they don't because they lose. I just like you just said every team loses almost. Yeah, and they don't deserve to be in the championship. Perfect example: Clemson. They don't even look good this year, but they're going to go undefeated. There's going to be a couple one teams that have one losses that earn it more than them. That's why that argument's crap. That's reflecting in the polls. They're going to get in undefeated. Period. Okay, they're going to win their games, and then. What's going to happen? So say they come out in the playoffs and they get smoked. You're telling me the ACC undefeated champion doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs? No, they they will. I'm t- I'm asking you that question specifically. This year, for take the name take the name Clemson away, an undefeated ACC team does not deserve to be in the playoffs. We'll see. I, I right now, I don't think they're in the top four teams in the NCAA. Could care less about a conference. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's your, why Notre Dame's not opinion. in one. Yeah, that's why can, if they have one loss, they'll never get in. Because they're not in a conference. A one-loss conference team will get in over Notre win Dame. Win your games. Again, we had a chance had we beat Michigan. We would. I don't think we would have gotten. I think we would have been the first team out. We'd have had a chance though. There's a lot of there's. You know what happens in college football? A lot of stuff I goes down in November. Maybe a lot of stuff changes quick. Could be so. I don't know. We'll definitely have this debate again, I'm sure, about yeah. the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Scott's ready to rumble. I'll say something one more. Scott, you want to close this out with college football? Yeah. Ah, I just wanted to say uh, Clemson 9-0 and this year, but their best wins against Texas A&M, who's a 6-3 and team. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're on the outside looking in. And most projections have them as the fifth spot right now. And the uh, first college playoff projections come out Tuesday. So mm-hmm. we'll see where that stands. Oh, I did not know that. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. That is a good topic, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll definitely touch on that again. For sure. Yeah. All right, so I think we're ready to move on to some NFL. Yes, games. sir. We got a, a lot of games going. Um, like I said, we're doing some different. Mm-hmm. Watching some games while we'll, we're doing a podcast. Yep, um, yep. We're not gonna, you know you know, go and do the podcast for the whole game. But uh, yeah. just gives a little different perspective for us while we're doing it, I think. Mm-hmm. We'll see what it's like. Yeah. Um, I think eventually when we get the video going, we'll probably have TVs rolling in here Yeah, hopefully um, while some, we're doing the video. Maybe like know. a live – do like a, try and do like a live stream. Yeah, exactly. Something like maybe. that. That would so, be sweet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's start with the Bears and how they gone. They lost their last three in a row. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Three in a row. Hmm. Um, the beat down by the Saints. And then the very disappointing loss last week, I think, was super disappointing. That was that was a, that was a game that we could not lose. Right. Like, you can't lose that game. Right. I think, like, obviously after the Saints game, you're like, okay, we're worried. Yeah. But we're not panicking yet. Right, because the Saints are good. Right. We're not we, panicking. Yeah. Um, but I think after the loss to the Chargers, we were like, okay, it's almost a panic mode now. Like, Yeah, um, because of like the way we lost once again. Right. 
no offense, really. Um, and a missed kick. <laughs> right. Out of all things. Uh, so, so yeah, that was, that was a terrible loss. That's probably about the worst loss of the season thus far, I would say. And I think, like you said, it has a lot to do with how we lost. I mean, I'll be the first to say, because I've always been a Trubisky supporter, I've definitely lost a lot of my mojo with him. Yeah. Um, Scott's clapping in the background. Yes, he is. Yeah. But my stance is still the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to start the rest of the season. Yep. They're going to analyze it all season long. They're going to just – I'll be anxious to see. What, they're down 19-7 to mm-hmm. um, now with four minutes left in the third, so plenty of time left. Um to see what they do. So say they lose, like, say they lose this game and they lose the next one or something where they're, they're done. Mm-hmm. Like they're slim to get in now, depending. Yeah. But if they lose another one, they're pretty much out. Yeah. So are they just going to throw everything they can at Trubisky? See, really, really see what, what he can even improve if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it's, it, there's, there's no way you can watch the bears and say, you know what? The only reason they're this bad is because of Trubisky. That's not the only reason. He's not the only reason. There, there's not. no way. I, I, I definitely agree with that statement. I think, I think, was it after the Saints game? I texted you. I said, if we're getting rid of Trubisky, we're getting rid of Nagy. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. Get rid of them both. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, not really. No. So I, I am not ready to give up on Nagy. Here's why. Yeah, the book is out on him, on his play calling. Look, he, he made Mitch look like a serviceable quarterback last year. Mitch Trubisky, the guy, same guy that's playing right now that looks like he shouldn't even be an NFL starter. Right. Uh, he made him look pretty good. You know, So I think he has the creative play calling ability to maybe find, find, a, find a way to, to make things work, but Mitch is not the quarterback. If he's got a, a good, an average quarterback, average NFL, the good quarterback – I think he'd be all right. What would he do with Kirk Cousins right now? I think we'd be we could you could flip the record and be like at least at minimum. I think we'd be close to the Packers right now. I I don't know. Kirk Cousins is I'd, a pretty good quarterback, right? Mid tier to average upper middle tier uh, tier of quarterbacks, right? Maybe a little better Top than 10? average, maybe. Top ten. Yeah. T- number ten, eleven. Uh, yeah, he's up there. Yeah. So I think if you give Matt Nagy someone who's a guy like a Kirk Cousins type, accurate, you know, doesn't make mistakes, I think, you know, he could do something with that, with his offense. I like his offense. I don't like – I don't like. I, I, I don't, don't always like the play calling, especially this year. They don't run the ball enough. However, you got to look at the O-line play. The O-line has not been moving guys off the ball on, the, on run plays. There is – They've been getting, you know, defensive linemen have been getting penetration on it seems like every run play, and a lot and, of pass plays. And a lot of pass plays too. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. and and I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, we saw, you know, we've seen Kirk Cousins have a lot of good games. Yeah, but think about what I mean. Perfect example when you have a defense suffocating you, like we did against them. Mm-hmm. Look how he played against us. Yeah, um, but for some reason it seems like, you know. Along with Trubisky's bad play, because I'll start with that. Yeah. Nobody on the offense helps him. No, I mean, he's not getting help from anybody. That's fair-ish, I guess you could say. Uh, I mean, 
Matt Nagy's not helping him with play calling. It starts with the line. It starts with the coaching. Matt Nagy. Okay. I, I you, guess. We, we've agreed on players have to make the plays. Yeah. Have we not? Like, you, you, if you can't block anybody for more than two seconds. Right. What plays are to be made. Yeah. I think a lot of Matt Nagy's offense last year worked because nobody knew what to expect. Yeah. And he came out each game with some things that were different. Mm-hmm. And this year he came out with a lot of things that he can say he added a lot to the playbook, but we're seeing a lot of trick plays that look similar and nobody's falling for them. So the thing about it is, too, I don't think I just don't think Mitch can grasp most of the playbook. That's, and, th- and that's, and that's, and that's it, been the that's been the reports out of, out of Chicago a lot. Like that a lot of people don't think that Mitch can grasp the entire playbook. So when Nagy tried to throw, you know, more of the playbook at him, he couldn't do it. He couldn't. He couldn't process the information quick enough. He couldn't find the open receivers. He, you know, when guys were open, he couldn't. He just was thinking too much out there on the field about the plays and not just playing because he couldn't. He has not fully grasped it yet. Right. So in his, in can, his second year in his offense, whoever that is, whoever that's on, it's either on Nagy or Mitch. Like to me, like you're the player. You're supposed to make the plays. Like Mitch, make the plays. Right. And and to like you said before, back to the Ian Book and. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So if you have a player that's not not grasping it, mm-hmm. like okay, you got to change it. He's not ready for it, and he's we've seen that. And what and he's tried to, I feel like pull the reins back, and it's just but I think I, I don't think, think Mitch's he, confidence is just shaking right now. Oh, he's it is. Not, There's no doubt. He's not going to make any plays. There's no it doubt. Matter it's what kind of play call calling right. you give him. And last week, the Saints' loss was bad. Seven rushes, like. We could go on and on about whose fault that is, but yeah. we can move on past that. Yeah. That was bad. Terrible. All like around. Terrible. By everybody. Everybody. Um, last week, Mitch played before the two, in, two turnovers. He played all right. He had the bad interception mm-hmm. and then the fumble. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. Yeah, and you don't have to agree with this. I, know, I don't even think Scott does. He's putting his team in a place to win. He, when it came down to the last drive, put his team in the place to win. Okay. Right? At the end. And they lost. That's fair. And they lost. That's fair. Who got most of the blame? Trubisky because he sucked the rest of the game. But he put him in a place to win. How would the narrative have been if he would have hit that? Trubisky's Uh, game-winning drive to set up a game-winning field goal. That's what the headlines would have been. But I would have been like, okay, pump the brakes. He looked like trash most of the game. And and you're, you're barely beating the Chargers? Yeah, right. You're barely beating the Chargers. But we're not a good team, though. Our team is not good. Like, we're comparable to the Chargers. You know what I mean? Like, No, we ain't that bad. Come on. I mean, Are we, that we bad? ain't that good. Are we that bad? Are we Chargers bad? We will be if we lose again. I mean, <laughs> it's not like we're far from them. Okay. Um, the, the excuse against the Saints was the defense is on the field too much. They were. Last week, they were on the field for not even 20 minutes. And you give up a, a, a game-winning touchdown at the towards the end of the fourth quarter, leaving I don't know what they leaving with like two minutes and a timeout left or something mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, and against the against the Chargers, you have five red zone trips and you score one touchdown. That's bad. What's working for you in that game? Running the football, mm-hmm. especially in the I formation. Yep. And you want to run three pass plays a trick play reverse, a screen pass to Tariq Cohen, that's play calling. Mm-hmm. So while it seems Trubisky misses throws every game, I, I agree. I'm not saying he's a good quarterback because he's not. He's a bad one. Whoa. Yeah. You I said, said that? I said, said that. 
I said okay, that. Okay, let me... Okay, pause. Are you saying that Mitchell Trubisky is a bad quarterback? I just want you to think that thought fully, all the way through. I don't want you to be emotional when you say this. Maybe I should change it. I'm asking. Right now, Mitchell Trubisky is playing like a bad quarterback. Okay. I think that's more fair. Okay. You're making progress, Chris. Yes. Okay. And that's fine. <laughs> I, and that's fine. I Like I said, I, I've came down... I you know what I I changed it. I even think it's fifty one Nagy and forty nine Trubisky. Okay. I'll change it again. Okay. Yeah. You you were fifty fifty. Yeah. And Before 40. the podcast started, I was fifty fifty, and now I'm back to fifty one. Um, I don't know. Nag, like I said, we read about how Mitch can't it's struggling and he doesn't grasp the playbook. So as a coach, what what does a what does a good coach do? Like you said earlier, like about you book. figure it out. You got to figure out you. A way. Put your quarterback in the best position you can. Yeah. He has not changed anything. He he hasn't regressed the playbook. He's made it harder on Trubisky. How do you go from a bye week to running the ball seven times to running then having no eye formation plays in your playbook, adding them in with no fullback? To be fair, they were the Bears were down early against the Saints. So are you going to really run the ball? They were most down. Of the game? They were down single digits in the first half, or might have been twelve points in the first okay. half. But are you, uh, and the Saints have a good run defense, so I'm not saying like that running the ball only seven times is is acceptable. But I'm saying okay, you can see where their thinking is is going. Can you not? I mean, you can see like okay, the Saints are tough on the run. In that game, why not? The Bears might have been the most predictable on offense I've ever seen them play. Mm-hmm. So you can blame Trubisky, but I mean, when when the defense knows what you're doing every play. Mm-hmm. Good luck making plays. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You think – so do you think – I wonder – th- okay, So sorry. one thing I wonder about, you know, the, the play calling and Trubisky, you know, a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL have the authority to change the play at the line. Coach is calling audible, right? Right. Check into a run play. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Mitch has that comfort to where he feels like he can see the defense and be like, okay, let's check into a run play? Do you ever feel like when you're watching – a Bears game, and you're like, okay, they've only got like five, six guys in the box. They should run it here, but right. they pass. Right. I think I what think they think go into that? each each huddle with two plays. Okay. Because I've seen you know Mitch kill, kill, kill. So they they I think they go into each huddle with two plays, mm-hmm. or a lot of the times they go in with two plays. Yeah. Um. But I don't think Mitch sees it the way he probably should all the time. Yeah. But I also don't think like. I think he's in his head right now. Yeah, so he's not. Okay, so if I do change the play and it doesn't work, right. shit. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he's also been given the full. Hey, whatever you see, do it. Yeah. Either. Definitely. So, no. but I do think I do think there are a lot of times when they go in with two plays mm-hmm. into the huddle, um, and we can we can debate the kicking situation and the timeout with fifty seconds left and if sure they should run the ball if they should try and get more yards. Um, it's a makeable kick at the end of the day. 41 yards is only a few yards longer than the extra point in the NFL now. Right. So, But on a going through what you've been through with kickers, you have a running back that's playing really well. You're moving their defensive line a lot. Mm-hmm. And this, is, this isn't about – this is about the Bears as a whole. Mm-hmm. you got to get more yards. you got to try and get more yards, I think. I mean, you have – even if it's one play. Yeah. One play. You still have the timeout. Like the stats, I don't. The stats they were throwing out a bunch, and it's some just percentages. But if you gain three yards, your percentages go up like six percent. Okay. Not a lot, but 
I mean, yeah. But like you said, he. I was confident. He missed it pretty. It wasn't yeah. bad, but he missed it. Right. It pretty. wasn't good. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, Trubisky's going to start the rest of the season. Um, Unfortunately, yes. I and agree. you know what? I don't think there's more than three, four quarterbacks in the NFL right now that could handle Nagy's scheme and oh, playbook. Stop. And it, and we don't even know what that is. We can't sit here and act like we know the whole playbook, what he's talking about. And we don't even know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, people are saying Trubisky can't handle the whole playbook. Matt Nagy said I had to tone it back. But have you really seen him tone it back? I feel like every single game since week, like, two have been the same. Play calling. No run game. Force the pass game. Like, Matt Nagy even said, my three-yard passes are my runs. Like, what yeah. the hell does that say? Yeah. <laughs> what? He's uh, <laughs> very Brian Kelly-like in that aspect. Like, that's terrible. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's like an extension of the run. I, right. I understand that, but I, I'm not a huge fan of that it makes, being my it run It makes game. sense. Yeah. But, like, when you, quick, have a struggling, when you have a struggling quarterback, you don't do that. Yeah, you want to run the ball. Don't don't make him make tough. Right. Like, not tough. Those aren't tough throws by any means. Right. But don't make him make all these little bubble Some screens. Some are. I mean, when a lot of a lot of the teams know. Yeah, that's like, what's coming. Right. Yeah. So what? I mean, Mitch Trubisky's percentages are not good. He misses throws every game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so you think, want him to throw more? I don't think he misses. Right? A, I yeah. don't think he. Yeah. Right. Like no. so, tell me where like any of that makes sense on this offense. I can um, I can see that. I agree. Look, Nagy is definitely he's got some blame. Um, but you know, oh, we just saw a tough Trubisky deep pass, probably another forty yarder yep. that was caught and dropped. Well, that um, was, yeah, that'll get held against him, I'm sure. Well, in the let's media. see. Let's see the replay. He's got the guy beat, and he underthrew it. What do you know? What do you know? He underthrew him again. Bro, it's in the he receiver's him, hands. Bro, he had him beat by two yards. Look, everyone, see, we're watching is, a replay of the Bears game going on right now. He underthrew him. He had the he had the defensive back beat by two yards. If he leads him over the shoulder, it's a catch. I don't so, care what. So what? So says. what happened, Cam? What was the result of the play? The result of the play was an incomplete pass. Allen Robinson had the ball with two hands against his chest. Did he not? I didn't. I thought the defensive back got his hands in there. Did he not? He did have the ball. Yeah. Okay. He had the ball. All right. And then he hit the Full ground with two hands. Two hands the on the ball. Two on hands on the ball going to the ground. Okay. Drops it. Tough catch. Two hands on the ball going to the ground with nobody on you. You dropped it. That's Did you Trubisky's not see fall. the defensive back pull his hands off the ball for a brief second? When he was going to the ground, nobody was touching him. And when he was going, before he was going to the ground, his hands got removed from the ball. One of his hands got removed from the ball. Therefore, he didn't have full control of the ball as he hit the ground. That's why he dropped it. If you throw the ball where it's supposed to be, he's going to catch the ball. If you have two hands on the ball. And we are not going to debate about Allen Robinson because he's been the only bright spot on the Bears' offense. Barely. Really, dude? He's had over like three 100-yard games no, for a Bears I, receiver? No, that's what I'm saying. That's like, great. Trubisky's holding him back. Oh, yes. Okay. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like <laughs> like barely a bright okay. spot. I, was like, I wasn't nagging on Robinson because gotcha. he's a tank. I was like, hold on, dude. He's a pretty good receiver. No, anyway. yeah. He's a stud. But – it's it's stuff like that. Every throw isn't going to be perfect, especially from Trubisky. Right. Clearly. Right. Right. Absolutely. 
and we have playmakers that can make plays. Mm-hmm. Now that's going to go back, and everything gets more criticized on Trubisky because of how they're playing right now as a whole team. Yeah, they're struggling as a team. Yes, but everything is every minor mistake is going to be amplified. I I will agree with that. Like I got I got to like sometimes walk myself back a little bit. I'm like. Idiot! Like, right. like we've oh, seen, wait, Al, like we've seen Allen Robinson make that catch a hundred times. We've seen him make that catch a lot, a hundred yeah. times. Yeah. And it's nothing against him, but that's gonna. The first thing we went to was Trubisky underthrown. He did, he did, but it was a catchable ball. It was, and it was a drop past. Exactly, yes. exactly. But the first thing we think to drop is ampl- amplify Trubisky's minor mistake. Okay, it was dropped because the defensive back also got his hands in there to There's, separate his hands from the ball, but. There was more than one you reason guys, why he dropped it. There was more than one reason. Perfect. He could have caught it. Should have caught it. Okay. I would like to see what the catch probability of that pass was. <laughs> if we had a, um, like a that, stat, stat tracker. Yeah, stat cast and all that but yeah. stuff. So, Not that up to date yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're working on stat cast. Yeah, we're folks. working on Scott's uh, uh, software right now for that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's easy for us now to look at every single little thing and be like, okay, Terrible, 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 terrible. Yeah. Right? And when the when the pressure builds it just it it Because I think a lot of these throws he missed last year. But nobody nobody was nagging him as hard as they are now. Because he Because they yeah, won games. They won games and he also looked a lot better last year, let's be honest. The whole offense. We have to start comparing the whole offense looking better. It it did. We do. You know where the offense starts with? The run game. Uh who gets the ball every single play the, under the center other than the center the quarterback okay okay just making sure that you understand what starts the entire offense right well if we're okay. starting like that then it's coaching okay okay coaching in the quarterback sure fair fair you're 51 49 i'm on for blame on Nagy, and i'm 60 40 blame on trubisky, trubisky over Nagy. which is yeah. not very much of a huge difference no no it's not far off yeah okay i think scott I have some more we will talk about, and we won't we won't drag it on too much. Um, but I think Scott's waiting to get some in here. Yeah, go so ahead. We'll, go yeah, ahead, let Scott. Scott get it let's going. let's hear from the Mister Stat guy himself. So coming from an out, outside perspective, because uh, you guys are clearly huge Bears fans, <laughs> you guys clearly have differing opinions on this. I guess my overall question is: we talk about. Nagy and his offensive schemes and how Trubisky just can't keep up. And this is something that really stood out to me while you guys were talking. Um, Trubisky is a – I still want to consider him a rookie in a way. The guy had one year of college experience. I'm not standing up for Trubisky in any way, shape, or form. Don't be afraid to, Scott. I'm not. No, what I'm saying is – Clearly, they went by drafting, trading up for somebody who had one year of college experience, a really good season. He did have it in North Carolina, but that was a huge risk in itself. And part of that draft process should have been knowing how he can pick up an offense and the type of offense he's going to be able to pick up. And I don't know if the Bears, did they have their coach in place last year around draft time when they drafted him? Not Nagy. Now, are you saying when two years ago? Or- this is when Trubisky's they, third year. No, Nagy was not the coach. Okay. John Fox okay. was the coach. Gotcha. So they drafted Trubisky under a different regimen of coaching. Yeah. So their offensive scheme was probably a little different. Um, Bears just scored, by the way. Touchdown, Bears. Touchdown. 
And that uh, got started with Trubisky, two downfield passes, one to Montgomery. And then what do you know? A run play in the red zone for another touchdown. Hey. Do we see some play calling being made here? Hey. What do you know? What I'm saying is, <laughs> back to um, what you guys are talking about, if, you know, if Trubisky at this point, it, like what last year at Cam was different on the play calling? I mean, obviously they're not running the ball as much they are the last couple weeks. But what was different then than it is now that Trubisky, was it, was it a more simple game plan that was more effective than what they're doing now? Or was it just... So I noticed... I feel like what they started doing at the first half of the year, they did a lot of. They were able to do a lot of play action because they ran the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is fair to say. A lot of play action bootlegs, which Trubisky is actually more accurate, it seems, rolling to his right than sitting in the pocket, you know, on the move and everything. But that's also because he's got only one or two reads to make. Right. So I think they've kind of – also the offensive line play was a little bit better um, last year. Trubisky stayed a little bit cleaner in the pocket and things. And, well, yeah, uh, he ran the ball a lot. And last he did. Year. There were more designed quarterback runs for him last year. So I've also read that Trubisky has himself has not wanted to run uh, when the play breaks down as much this year. Um, don't know the reasons why, but he he says he feels like he needs to develop as a passer a little bit better. It's kind of just some of the reports out mm-hmm. of, you know, Chicago. So he himself has said, like, you know, I want to be able to pass the ball better. Well, dude, we just need you to win games. Which is what they did last year. Which is what they did last year because play calling was a little bit a little bit different. We ran the ball better. Trubisky ran the ball more. Uh, a lot of play action. That's just kind of the, the you know, high level, um, I guess, thoughts on the offense that I have. That's uh, different from this year. So I'm in the camp where I, d- I don't believe Trubisky's a good quarterback. But I can also see the argument as to the play calling. And if you feel, as an offensive mind, that Matt Nagy is, that your quarterback can't fit into your scheme, whose fault is it? You have to, like I've, you know, I, you have to make your scheme fit your players the players that you have. Um, you got to adjust to the players that you have for now. Because, Thank you. No, listen, that's fine. That's fair. But also, I mean, let's, let's be real. Mitch has had plenty of wide-open receivers all year that he's missed. Yeah, he's okay. probably, if I had to guess, out of eight games, he's only played in six. He's probably had one missed deep throw each game. Deep throw Easily, accuracy. Yeah. At least. I mean, realistically, I don't think he's – he but I'm saying when game. I say deeper throw, I mean like 15. He can't even complete a pass 15 yards down the field. Like you have less than two and a half seconds to your play hasn't even developed yet. But continue. Sorry. So no, I'm, I mean that's that's fine. I, you know the old line play has not been good, but I'm saying that he has he has not he just has not shown the capability to consistently hit guys open guys down the field. 15, 20 yards down the field. You could say that that's intermediate range. Like he can hit, you know, the small little dump screen passes and the screens pretty. He's, he's okay with those. He's acceptable with those. Right. But look, I think this is going to go to my, probably my very original 
reason why I don't like Trubisky, and it's not even all Trubisky's fault. Thank you. It's where the Bears drafted him, what they did to draft him. I think that's a lot. where a lot of who they didn't draft, who they could have drafted, you know what I mean? Pat Mahomes and or Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where, again, all, a lot of my anger comes from on this whole situation. But I'm also, I also think that Trubisky is not a good quarterback. So I think that my criticism and the criticism of many others is, is very fair. Um, you're starting to see – you're starting to kind of jump off of that bandwagon a little bit more. Yes. You support him more than most, most people do. Yes. Which I see your point to Nagy. You know the play calling and things, but at the end of the day, like They're, players got to make the plays, right? As you say many times. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So Mitch is the player. He's got to make the plays, and he just doesn't do it on a consistent basis. Right, and like, so, and I'll be fair with you. I've I've said it. I've already admitted my percentages came down. Yeah. Um. This isn't basketball where one player can change the entire game. Right. There's so much that goes in to an offense mm-hmm. playbook and a defense playbook, obviously. For 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 any quarterback to succeed, they need a lot of things to go right. Mm-hmm. Offensive line. Yep. You have to call the right plays. You're, you're calling plays against somebody else's defense. Yeah. So they're trying to match up and take away all your options. Mm-hmm. So when you have a play caller who is calling plays that are first not putting the, the offense in a good position, so then you're putting your struggling quarterback, already struggling, in a bad position where he feels like he's forcing throws, which he has to force throws a lot, mm-hmm. and we can go back. He misses deep, deep passes. I agree. He is not a accurate and he passer. He misses deep. open guys. He throws the ball to the wrong guy. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, he he struggles reading the defense. Yes. And so when he when he makes those mistakes and then goes along with bad offensive play calling, which also I'm not a stat guy. I know you like a lot of stats. When it messes with your stats, like their offense had, a, I think, one yard in the first like – Quarter uh, and a half? Yeah, quarter and a half. Two, almost two quarters, yeah. Exactly. That's going to come back down strictly on Matt Nagy and Trubisky. Regardless of whatever else happened, yeah, but it's not just Trubisky, and that's it's why I st- that's why I started with. There's no way we can look at this offense and think it's the reason is because of Trubisky. No, it's not. But he's the biggest piece of the offense. Yes, and they have to find a, a, a common denominator and a median in between what's going on for anything to work with this offense. Yeah, and Matt Nagy, I think just now is realizing that. Just last week, he realized. Um, I can run the ball, and we have a good chance to win. For mm-hmm. example, watching the game now, so the Bears are on a 14-0 run. Mm-hmm. The fourth quarter just started two minutes ago. It's 14-19. to Trubisky in those two drives, call them good throws, bad throws, okay throws, whatever, has, has throws down the field, down the seam. He had one to Montgomery on the last drive for 32 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, they get into the red zone both times. And they ran for touchdowns. The whole like think of this last week: mm-hmm. five red zone trips, yeah, one touchdown, like eighty six percent passes in the red zone. Inside the ten yard line, it was like 
like 79%, something crazy. Mm-hmm. If they would have ran the ball, say they scored one more red zone touchdown. Yeah, they win the game. This whole narrative, Matt Knight, like, it gets amplified. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me, the five red zone trips is a lot of coaching and play calling. There's no reason you should put your struggling quarterback in a position in the red zone where it's even harder to throw. Mm-hmm. In, like, I'd rather you run the ball three times and be okay with you getting stopped three times than forcing passes with Trubisky in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So that's where I put that 1% more towards Nagy. Okay. Um, I don't know. Trubisky, they're, they're going to play in the rest of the season. They're going to bring in competition, whether it's through the draft or free agency. If they want to spend the money and go get a Teddy Bridgewater, great. But other than that, there is no quarterback out there through free agency that I'm like, go spend money on. Yeah. Not Marcus Mariota. No, definitely not. Not. Similar quarterback. Exactly. We've seen it. They're six years into the league. Yeah. Like Scott said, I wouldn't quite say he's a rookie still, but second year in an offense. Um, I think the expectations were too high coming into the season, and we I was all, all, all over him. Probably. I was all over him. I was, yeah. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. I think everybody like needs someone to beat up on, and they're beating up on Trubisky. Well, <laughs> he's the quarterback, man. He has five quarterbacks game- get all the praise, and they get all the hate. And that's fine. Time. He has five game-winning drives that are lost on field goals. Five five, five game-winning drives that are missed field goals for losses in his career. In his short NFL career, so. Imagine if those five – I mean, I, I'm not even going to admit that he's clutch because I'm not ready to say that. But he puts his team in winning positions when he's given the chance. So That's fair. I don't know. I think he deserves a lot of criticism, but I don't think he deserves what he's getting. Okay. I I can I, – I see your points. I really do. Um, again, I just uh, – he hasn't shown me anything that's really like, yes, he's turning the corner. You know, you say he's a rookie. You know, Scott made a great point. Like, okay, he made the he made the point that I made about college, um, you know, quarterbacks and their success rate. They're going to be like – they're more likely to be successful the more time they have in college. Mm-hmm. So that kind of just goes back to why, why the hell did we draft this guy when there's all this data out there about quarterbacks that are drafted with college experience – you know why did why why did we draft this guy over these other two? Um, so that's again that's where my anger comes from, and also the anger that I have towards this whole situation comes from mm-hmm. just the production on the field. Yeah, it that's it, what that's real. I don't really okay. Look okay. Let's say he start he was producing even though he didn't play much in college. Okay, fine. That's good with me. Right, but he's not. Right. So it there's a lot that goes into it. I understand the play call. The whole play calling thing is not helping him. Right. You know, it hasn't helped him most most time this year. But it, it, and the and and I think why I get so fired up. Like you have your your reasons because who they didn't draft, why they drafted. Like it doesn't make sense to you. No. Right. And so mine goes back to the media thing. How often do you see them talk about the Browns and Baker Mayfield? Who has six touchdowns and twelve interceptions? I feel like they've been the national media has been getting on him. Just, just, just this past week or so, maybe past couple. They've few been weeks. burning the Bears and Trubisky all season. Well, that's because we listen to a lot of Chicago media, even on TV. They the, the same excuse you use is look who's balling out, Mahomes, the Watson, and who's the backfall? 
Bears and Trubisky, and that's week in and week out. They rip him. Cleveland Browns suck. They more Baker Mayfield sucks. Just as bad, if not worse, as Trubisky. Okay, timeout. You know why they're bad? Is because of their O line and their coach. And that well, goes. Wait, and that. And that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But no, listen though. So like the Bears, you can argue that their O line. I don't think their O line is as bad as the as as bad as the Browns. I don't think they're far off. It's it's pretty it's pretty bad. I don't think their coach is a good coach. He has he hadn't proved no. he hadn't proved no. anything. The thing about Nagy is he proved that he could. He's able to coach in the NFL. Running, he's year. able to coach an offense. Last year, he did it. Yeah, right. Yes. So that's I, I, let's not compare Kitchens and Nagy because I think they're two different. I, and I I like the way that Nagy kind of takes he tries to take the pressure the media pressure off of Mitch. Right. He really does. Oh yeah. And but. Man, that's a lot of pressure to take off your player, like when he's performing like that. But like, look at and this is what I'm saying. Look at the first thing you said to when it came to Baker Mayfield struggles, the coaching and offense. Because and Baker proved that he was good. He broke the rookie touchdown record. Six touchdowns and twelve interceptions this year. I'm not and two wins. They're not even winning games. What changed? Coaching. Their defense was supposed to be stout, like yeah. this new defense. Mm-hmm. You. They have more weapons than 90% of the NFL. Yeah. Chubb, Hunt's coming back soon. Mm-hmm. Odell, your man, Jarvis, and Joku. They are loaded. They are. But they and your excuse is, your excuse is they not the quarterback play, who's the most important player on the team. He's not. It's he, the coaching. That's that's where I get frustrated that's where with his, how we analyze the Bears and Trubisky. So that's the thing. That's where his his struggles are. But, like, I don't get Reading the on, defense. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got you happy feet saying? right He's got happy feet right now. Right now. Um, so I just don't, but I don't think that, I think Baker's better than Mitch, in my opinion, talent He's only in his second year. Yeah. Total. Right. First year with the, with the coach. So I, I just don't, I, I think they're two different quarterbacks. I don't, I, like, I think Baker's better. Like in Trubisky's second year, he took a stride. Yeah. In his third in, year. In his, in, in Mayfield's, he's regressing yeah. with a better offense. Supposed to be, but it it starts. Well, a up lot front. of these a lot of these coaches are supposed to be this and that. It starts. Up Kitchen front. was balling out on offense coordinator last year with him. Yeah, it's not like he didn't. He wasn't with the team. He was the offensive coordinator. Yeah. So that that's where most of my frustration comes from mm-hmm. is how yes we see more local lo, more local news about the Bears because we live here. Mm-hmm. But even when I turn on ESPN, all those shows, I don't see half, not even half of them talking about. Um, the number one overall pick in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That's where I get frustrated. I mean, I do. I don't know what you're watching, but I do. They get on Mayfield like Marcus Spears tears Mayfield apart, man. He's like, I told y'all that Baker Mayfield wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't what he's all cropped out to be or whatever. Right. Like, he gets <laughs> Trust on Trust me, there are, there are some. And, you know, Max Kellerman doesn't really because he's like, oh, well, Kitchens and – Exactly. Like, they make they, – that's what I'm saying. They're making excuses for Mayfield's performance. I think because of – he's earned those excuses – because of the, his rookie season last year is is what they're but, going off of. Like Stephen A would say though, like, what did they? What, like, what they did they, they do? didn't win any games before he came, and they came and they won what seven eight? Yeah. I mean, I mean they were zero and something, and then they won like seven. Right. And and back to Max. I mean, their schedule the second half of the season was very under under. But that's what it is this year. So we'll see. It, we will. We're gonna see with them. And I'll be anxious. Yeah. And so perfect example, Bears. Mm-hmm. Second down, they run a screenplay to Montgomery. He yep. drops the pass. Now it's third and nine. 
Mitch Trubisky forces a pass. Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that drive going to be on? Trubisky. No, I mean, not Montgomery dropped the pass. Yeah, but when you go back and look at the stat line, you're not going to see drop passes in the stat line. When I've seen three of them this game alone. The one was a very tough catch. Very tough. Okay. I saw Cohen drop one uh-huh. earlier. Yep. I, and Cam's facing the wrong way during this podcast. Yeah, I can't but, really see. I'm not. Um, I have my back to the game. That's right okay. Now. You know what? So we're in the game. There's nine minutes left. Um, I think we, at the end of the day, we stand the same with Trubisky. He's not good, and we need to get someone in here to push him. So then, okay, and or replace him. So then, okay. So now, my question is: In the off season, what if you, if you were running it, what would you do? I think you take a quarterback. Um, I think their first pick is, is in, in the, the second, second round. round. Jalen Hurts, maybe? maybe. I saw his name. If he's in the second round, you're taking him. You got. You, you got to take. You got to take. At that point, you have to. If oh, he's there, if you have a player like that, I don't think he will be there. But if he is, you're taking him. You, yeah, you're um, taking him, no doubt. And you know, maybe you look at Teddy. Bridgewater, see what his you know contract is gonna. Did you see what they're they're, they're throwing out there? Projecting twenty to thirty million. I'm like a year. I'm like, geez. are you gonna take that? Would Would you be in that talk? I don't know about that. Twenty, maybe. Thirty, no. Maybe he hasn't. Pr- I mean, he's what for five games. He's proved on a good team. He's proven. And even with the Vikings, he you could tell he he was good, but he wasn't like thirty million good. Right, but that's the market for quarterbacks right now too. They're saying Dak's trying to get like forty mil, right? You know they were earlier in the season before he struggled. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what are our options? Draft and free agents, and or look at Nick Foles, see what he's. And Minshew, I, think, I bet you Nick Foles will look nice in Matt Nagy's offense because that's his offense right there. But Minshew is also coming down, just like Kyle Allen a little bit, just like you know those backup quarterbacks. Jacksonville ain't good though. I don't know how they were even winning games. Jacksonville's not good. But when Minshew was showing out, though, everybody's like, "Oh, let's trade Foles. Let's do this." They're I'm not just saying. Foles. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, okay. I think you explore. Yeah. See if, yeah. see what the, if it, if that's even an option. Right. Because I like Foles. I think Foles would look good in this kind, this style of offense. Right. You know, quick passes. Yeah. You know what? And getting the ball to your playmaker's hands. He's he was good at that in Philly. I mean, you saw what he did in the Super Bowl. Right. Exactly. Jeez. Um, so I don't know. I mean, all I'm saying is don't be shocked if Trubisky is with the Bears next season. That's on his, fine. On his last year. That's of his fine. Deal. As long as he's on the bench. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be, I'm going to say right now, I <laughs> don't think, I don't think he will be on the bench. Uh, not, not to start the season. If they draft, if they draft a guy like Jalen Hurts, I could, I could definitely see him taking over the role. Yeah. But I'll be shocked if someone like because Jalen Hurts is a damn winner. Yes. He's a winner. He's like a Watson 2.0. Well. Winner. Watson light. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Deshaun Watson is a baller. Right. <laughs> I yeah, agree. He's, he's, I could, I see what you're saying. He's, he just knows how to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, and I, that's where I said, I think we agree. I think you evaluate what your options are across the board mm-hmm. where last year they didn't even look at quarterback. No, they're like, oh no, Mitch where is now, our guy. Like, and then now this year, even like, if oh, he, shit. like this game, he's having a decent game. They're they're down four still five excuse me they're down five, regardless of they win, decent game, yeah. Scott, do you have stats on them already? Or you're, you're making a face over there, Scott. And I'm just like, when Chris said decent game, it's like 
I think he's got about 115 passing yards total. Okay. No TDs. No touchdowns. No turnovers. No no turnovers. Right. And that's why I say I feel like you guys are a lot stat-based oriented. I mean. I'm watching the game. I'm seeing him miss some throws. I'm seeing him make some throws. Putting his team in the red zone and they're running the ball for touchdowns. I hate to go back to this, but look at Ian Book. He has three interceptions on the year, but if you watch the game, Ian Book has been terrible. Yeah. Right. And Joe Trubisky has been terrible Yeah. if you watch the games. He misses he misses he misses receivers that are oh, like he doesn't throw the ball to open receivers. That's one of them. He misses guys that are open, like wide open when he throws it to them. Right. You know, this, and there's drops. That, and those are going to happen. Like I said, I specifically was talking about this game. This game is fine. Yeah. I, he's, I, we we have agreed. He hasn't been good over the season. Yeah. We I agreed. Mm-hmm. But I not looking at stats, last week he put his team in a position to win a football game. Sure. Say it comes down to the last drive. Mm-hmm. They're down five. Trubisky has a chance to take him down the field. Mm-hmm. What happens if they put him in field goal range again and they're down five? They get him in the red zone. They score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He has one touchdown for 170 yards. You're looking at straight stats, and I get it why you are. No, like I can look at straight stats and compare them to other guys that do the same thing. Those guys carried their whole team the whole damn game. Like Deshaun Watson will put up. I, he didn't have a great game today. I don't think stat wise. Mm-hmm. But Deshaun like put up 350 yards, four touchdowns. Right. Like and I then think, a rush. I like think Watson had rushing touchdowns. Just under 200. Yeah, just yards over today. 200 and just two over touchdowns. Two, right. So say tri- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like like, but no, he's it, he's earned the right for us to call right. him like like tell right. him that he's exactly. a he's a baller. And I just don't think it's always about stats. I think sometimes it's, it's just about progressing and making strides as a quarterback. Like, I'm glad they didn't have him throw and try and score touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and man, that's, what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Nagy's learning still. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of how Nagy's offense is, he did, he's not – like he said, they didn't pay me to run the I formation, but they paid your ass to win, and you're not doing that. Right. So figure out a way to run the I formation and mm-hmm. incorporate some plays. Yeah. Because it's going to make it easier you and your press conferences when you run the ball more and you win games. Yeah. yeah. So – um, but yes, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go over all your options in the off season. Mm-hmm. I think you have to, regardless of how Mitch plays the rest of the season. Even if they do make a push and he turns out to have a decent season, average season, excuse me, mm-hmm. like last year, you have to you have to go over all your options. Yeah, um, I think we're in agreement on that. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, that's where we're both staying. Yep. Um, I think Scott wants to add something too. Uh, just to end the topic, I I was curious if you guys. If there were any free agents in mind that you guys thought the Bears should sign? I don't know what their cap looks like next year. I don't, I don't know, know much either. about that, but you got Eli Manning. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get camp started. Oh jeez. I think we had like seventeen I knew million. Get out of that. Seventeen mil. We had like we were middle of the pack is how much we had. Yeah, we can restructure. That's a lot. We probably won't get Teddy. I know how much you like famous Jameis. He's a free agent next year. I mean, I've seen enough of Winston and Mariota for them to come to the Bears. No, yeah, that's that's not. I wouldn't take Jameis and Philip Rivers. That'd be interesting. Depends but on I, how much you think he's got left right, in the tank. Right. That another name I saw thrown out there was even though I don't think he's a free agent, but Matt Ryan, like through a trade or like through like a contract buyout that's or something. A lot of money. Like no, they they would like buy him. I don't know. I saw his name was thrown you know okay. through the, mm-hmm. you know, internet. But Just, yeah. There's not much out there. That's what I'm saying. There's not so much. we're not going to have a lot of options. You know what? We just screwed ourselves by drafting Mitch Trubisky number two overall, trading 
total of three picks, which to, I think are all the, all gone. One like spot. That, those and those, we don't even have those. We don't even have those picks. No, like Do I we? think all the draft picks we traded away have been like used in the draft already, right? Oh, like we don't have any coming forward right. still. Yeah, only trades through the MAC trade are still being right. incorporated through the draft. Yes. Um, so, so it's not like those draft picks are still burning us as far as what we give out there to. Uh, oh well, the number well. two pick is burning us. Yes. And, uh, that's all I've, I'm going to say about that. Right. <laughs> right. No. So, so I don't. I all I'm saying is don't be shocked if Trubisky is starting for the Bears next season. Oh well, yeah, because we don't have many options. <laughs> right. And we're coming down to the wire. It's second and eight with three minutes and fifty seconds left. The Bears are down five. So. They could, it was just third and 13, and they threw a wheel route to the running back for a first down. So oh, well, who's the running back? It was uh, uh, Sanders that oh. was back there at the time. We know Jordan okay. Howard can't catch out of the backfield. Well, he um, looked nice in our run games still I agree. right now. I agree. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens here. And um, I don't want to spoil it for you guys. You know, We can maybe talk about it uh, next episode. So I'm going to send it to Cam to uh, send you guys off. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you're not already subscribed, please do subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and uh, YouTube. We're going to be working on getting some video up um, here in the near future, hopefully. Yeah, equipment's gotta, in. Yeah, right. Yep, yeah, yeah, we got the equipment. Just working on the whole software and everything. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can bring you guys video pretty soon. Thanks again, Scott, for being on the podcast. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we're going to sign out catch the rest of this bears game and we'll check you guys later.